0: And now at this point in our service, we take a moment to, to dig into God's Word, to hear what He has to say for our lives. Last week, we, we looked at a story of the people being amazed with Jesus, that they saw all the miracles that He was doing, and they were amazed at the power of His words, that He could cast out demons and, and heal illnesses. And this week, we'll, we'll look at another person who was amazed with Jesus, but it was just this one person named Peter. And he had, uh, that as Jesus did a miracle for him, he had a very different reaction. We might have ex- expected him to, to have always wanted to be with Jesus, but instead, when, Jesus, when Peter saw this miracle, he was struck in his heart, and he realized that in the presence of God's holiness, he was a sinner. And it, this, process, this uh, episode, uh, this story that we'll hear in just a minute, shows us the the daily rhythm, or the weekly rhythm of our worship. That just as we begun just a few minutes ago calling upon the name of the Lord, immediately we then confessed our sins, recognizing our own unworthiness. And you'll see here in this video that even though Peter recognized his own unworthiness, his own sinfulness in the presence of a holy God, he was met with mercy and forgiveness because when we are in the presence of Jesus, we find mercy and mission. So we'll learn more about that as we watch our video.
1: One day, Jesus stood by a lake as he taught about God's word. Crowds of people gathered together, pressing in to hear what Jesus was saying. Jesus looked out and saw two boats at the edge of the lake. The fishermen were out of the boats washing their nets. Jesus got out into one of the boats and asked a fisherman named Simon Peter to push the boat a little out from the land. Then Jesus sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When Jesus was finished speaking, he told Peter to move the boat to deeper water and let down his nets to catch fish. Peter said, Master, We've been fishing all night long and didn't catch anything. But I will do what you said." So Peter and his partners, James and John, let down the nets. They caught so many fish that the nets began to tear. They called out to the fishermen in the other boat to come and help. Both boats were so full of fish that they began to sink. The fishermen were all amazed. Peter fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Jesus said, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Then Peter, James, and John brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed Jesus. Peter understood that he was a sinner and recognized that Jesus is God. He responded to Jesus' grace and kindness by following him. When we understand that Jesus is God and that we are sinners, we can turn to him for forgiveness and follow him by faith.
0: So Peter had the, the best day on the job. He was a professional fisherman, and he caught more fish than he'd ever have in the quickest amount of time. So many fish that the nets were breaking and the boats were sinking. And he must have thought, score, score. If you, if you won the, the best contract, the, the, the best clients, had the best job ever on, the day of your, on, on any day of your life, you would have had it made. And yet, Peter did something very different. He fell down at Jesus' feet and he, he worshipped him. And we don't know if, if Peter exactly understood everything that, who Jesus was, and he probably didn't. But he recognized one thing. He recognized that, that with this miraculous catch of fish, he was in the presence of a holy person. And, and he, we see that, that he bows down. There, there is uh, this, this scene from a, a movie back in the 90s that was based on, off of an SNL skit of two, two friends that were, that were going around and meeting various rock stars. And there's a famous scene when they, they meet the rock star, uh, Alice Cooper, that they kneel down and grovel on the ground saying, we are not worthy, we are not worthy. And it's a kind of similar thing that, that Peter does to Jesus, that he would bow down and say, depart from me, I don't deserve to be in your presence to be in the presence of somebody who, who can teach the crowds and then can, can cause this miraculous abundance of fish. And Peter says that, that I am a sinner. And sometimes we think, well, yeah, I know we're all sinners. Nobody's perfect. Nobody does everything right. But when Peter says that, that he is a sinner, he's not just saying that, that you can lump him in with the rest of the non-perfect people in the life. But Peter says he's a sinner and he identifies with the prostitutes and the swindlers. That when Peter is in the presence of God's holiness, he recognizes that that he has no part of that. That he deserves to be in no way the beneficiary, the the person who benefits from God's gracious giving uh, like this abundance of fish. And, and what it means that, that Peter was in the holy, or the thing is, is that what holiness means is that the basic definition is that holiness is that you're set apart, that there's a distance set apart, that when we say God is holy, that means he is removed and above us so that we cannot even reach him. And, and not even like when something 's on the top shelf of a counter and you just can 't quite reach it, and, and maybe one day you 'll be tall enough to reach it, or maybe one day you 'll have somebody who can, can help you to, to get it off the, the top shelf, and not even that it 's so high that that just nobody 's tall enough to reach it. But when we say God is holy, we means that he 's set apart at an impossible distance, that he is completely removed. From us, that God's holiness is so great, uh, of ethical and moral purity and perfectness, uh, of perfect judgment and perfect love, and that to be in that presence, well, is terrifying. It's terrifying, just as Peter was when he was in the presence of Jesus, when he saw uh, God's power displayed in this catch of fish, that Peter recognized. That he does not deserve to be in the presence of God. That's the same way for our, our worship. How our we're, weekly worship is set up. I, I know it's, it's repetitive that we say the same things in the same order every week, and you can even get messed up if you're not really paying attention because it's just so familiar. And yet, that's exactly how our worship is set up that we are always in the presence of God. That that as we call upon his name when we start worship, we recognize that there is nothing in us that deserves to be in the presence of this kind and generous and loving and perfect God. And so we confess that. We take a look at ourselves and recognize that that we are not worthy to be in God's holiness. So that's what Peter experiences, and, and that's what we experience every week. But what Peter finds in, in the presence of Jesus is that he finds mercy and mission. and mission. And we would expect for, for God, the, the perfect son, uh, the perfect uh, being, set apart from humanity so much so that there, there's no possible way that, that anyone could dream of getting to God, that God would come down to us. That he would send his son Jesus to be one of us. To be in our presence. That God would bridge the divide between us and him so that he would be with us. And when we are in God's presence, you might expect to find judgment, to find uh, what is right, to find out that, that you are gonna get what's coming for you. That whatever it was that, that was going on in Peter's life, he recognized that that this man knew and this man was just that he was going to make the right call. But instead, Peter finds something different. That Jesus would speak to him, do not be afraid. Peter finds mercy in the presence of Jesus. The mercy that that Jesus would give, that that he would come down and be with us. There's a a much often misquoted uh, few words from Martin Luther that, that Martin Luther said, sin boldly. And many people have taken this to mean that, that I can do whatever I want, that, that I can go out and do whatever, it doesn't matter, I can sin boldly because I know that, that God forgives. And, and while you can, you can mistake it in that direction of sin, sinning boldly so much so that it doesn't matter, you can do whatever you want, whatever you feel like. But what Luther meant by, by sinning boldly is, is not doing whatever you want, but recognizing in yourself what is wrong. Because if there is no sin, then there's no forgiveness. If you are not a sinner, then you have no need for the Savior. That if you don't recognize in yourself the own unworthiness, you might actually succeed in fooling yourself and fooling others of what really goes in, what really goes on inside your heart and inside your mind. That all of our desires are twisted and corrupt, that all of them are bent towards what's doing what's wrong, and that if we can just trick people into making everyone think, including ourselves, that there is no need for a Savior, then we'll successfully get rid of the sin. But Martin Luther says, sin boldly, but let your trust in Christ be all the more. Because just as Peter recognizes that in the presence of the holy Jesus, he is not worthy, he confesses to God. He confesses and tells this God, this holy God, who he is. That he is a sinner. That he is no good and corrupt to the core. And what he finds is forgiveness. That what he finds is the merciful God, the holy God separated from us, come, has come down to be with us to forgive us. That we would sin boldly by confessing what's really in our hearts and let our trust be in God all the more. And so it is with our, our worship service. That having called upon God, confessing our sins, immediately the next thing that happens is the announcement of forgiveness. That you are forgiven right now. And and then throughout the the rest of the the service, every Sunday we we practice that, uh, of living this life of forgiveness. And even then being sent out back to our homes, back to our work with that knowledge and with that forgiveness, with that mercy that when we are in God's presence, we find mercy. And then we're sent out on a mission. That as Peter talked to Jesus, found not uh, judgment or, or, or punishment coming towards him, but he found mercy and he found mission. Uh, Jesus called him not to be a fisher of man, but to go out and catch people. Sounds kind of weird, right? But what's amazing is that they left everything and they followed Jesus. It was incredible. They, they left all the fish that they had just caught. They left their boats. They left their nets. They left everything about their lives and they went and followed Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people in this room that have left a lot of things to, to serve others today. And if if you're able to, go ahead and look at your mom, because moms give up a lot for their families. Moms have left a lot to to live their families, whether, you know, it's a full night's rest, uh, eating your food when it's still hot, or or even just 10 minutes alone. No, mothers leave a lot to go and serve their families and, and just... Like mothers and just like Jesus, we're called to to leave everything to go out and serve Jesus. But what does that look like? Well, it doesn't mean that you need to go home today and quit your job and sell your home. But what leaving everything looks like, it means giving up on some of those dreams that you have. Some of those dreams to live in the perfect suburban home with the perfect 2.2 kids and have the perfect retirement at age 67. It just as many moms here know that you have to give up a lot to be a mom. So we all have to, to give, a lot, give up a lot of our, our dreams of what we want for the perfect life to go and follow Jesus. And what we find is it's not that we have to give up all our, all our jobs and all of our houses, but that we get all of those things back as a gift. A gift to serve God through what we do. To serve our, our families, to serve our neighbors and those around us. That in the presence of a holy God, we find our mission To live life not trying to to, uh, construct this perfect dream for ourselves, but living as part of God's dream for this world. That we would be the perfect peace in this broken world as part of God's holy people in this world of unworthiness. That in the presence of God we find mercy and our mission to go out and, and be a mom, to be a dad, to be a friend, to be a son, a daughter, a student, a co-worker, an employer, that we receive all of this back as a gift from God, knowing that it was God's holiness that separated us from him. But he set aside all of his own holiness, all of what made him God, to become one of us, to die on the cross, and then to be raised to life, so that on this Mother's Day, we can leave, other, leave everything behind and follow Jesus. That we can receive all of the gifts that he's given to us back to serve him. Knowing that it is a gift from this holy God. Given to us not because we were worthy, but because he has made us worthy. And it's in this presence that we live in the mercy and the mission of God. And in Jesus' name, amen.